listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, global listeners, and thank you for coming to Alive Again on Pet Life Radio today. Now, if you have a show suggestion, that's sort of hard to say, and an idea, send it to us at brent at petliferadio.com. And we really appreciate you taking time. Look back through our archives. There is muchly, muchly, muchly stuff and answers and information. So, also, go to our resources. We have a Rainbow Bridge page that is a return from Rainbow Bridge in videos and poems. We have the book, Animal Reincarnation, and we have a Facebook group that's listed just above the podcast. Come on over and ask your heart's questions. Today, we're going to have Coco, who's our co-host. We've got Sanjay, who's visiting for a while. We've got Diana, and all of them are totally available in our group to help answer your questions and help your heart heal. Now, our show for today is going to be, are your pets talking to you, or is it just wishful thinking? And right after our sponsors, Coco's don't take the subject and run away with it. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and I have to tell you about a new surprise that we'll be introducing soon. Sanjay will be helping us translate live radio shows in Espanol and in Portuguese. So hang around. We're going to have multilingual shows. We'll be having question and answer forums after the shows in our Facebook group. And we're really happy that you're here to learn more about how to help your heart heal after pet loss. Coco, tell us about what you're going to do today with are your pets talking to you or is it just in your head? Yeah, that's a very interesting subject raised by many of our, our members and Deanna has been so kind as to give us some thoughts on whether we are really communicating with our animals or whether it's wishful thinking. A lot of us, as Deanna's pointed out and as we know, we do communicate with our animals but I'm going to get Deanna to explain why she thought that this was a good topic because we agree and we're just going to get her point of view. What do you think, Deanna? And how she learned from her dog. Well, thank you for having me back. Yeah, I thought this would be a fun subject and beneficial for people because uh, I think that everybody is intuitively connected with their pets and we read their energy, their body language. We get to know them really well. But I think there are occasions too when it goes even deeper than that and it's maybe part of the soul journey that we need to take with them. 
they come on a little stronger in their communication. At least that was my experience. And so I thought it'd be fun to just talk about all the different examples. And I have a few that helped me in my journey and that were really important to me. So I'm well, not let's talk about that first one about the fire. And then Sanjay, you tell us about one of yours too. Go ahead. Tell us about the fire. Okay, sounds good. So when I, uh, a few, quite a few years back now, my husband and I had fallen asleep watching a hockey game here in Canada. Hockey's really huge. so And it had gone into overtime, so it was going on and on. And so we had gotten tired and we fell asleep on the couch. And I woke up to my dog, Caleb, who had his face like right up next to my face. And this is normally how he would communicate with me when he was doing something telepathic because... There was a fire that had started outside of our house, and normally you would think that a dog who senses danger would, you know, bark and raise a ruckus, and they certainly could do that and help wake up the family. And and in this situation, it didn't play out that way. It was more of a telepathic communication between him and I. So I woke up to his face just looking at me. I was sort of on the couch, and so he was a bigger dog, and his face was level right to mine. And, and in the first few seconds, I wasn't sure what he wanted. Like, did he want to go outside or whatever? But I very quickly realized by the look on his face, he had this sort of really intense look when he would, would sort of impart information to me. And it was almost like his, he didn't look like a dog anymore. Like, his eyes were really deep and boring into mine and that kind of thing. Anyway, so I realized that something was off and then it was almost like I heard in my voice, you know, get up, get up now. And I was compelled to go towards our, we were in the den at the time and we had sliding glass doors on the bottom floor. And I was compelled to go over there and I saw sort of in between the curtains some flashing. And as I opened those curtains, there was a wall of fire already on the outside of our sliding glass door from top to bottom. So at that point, I did raise a ruckus and screamed and and yelled at my husband to get up. And immediately he saw what I saw and we realized we had to get the kids out of there. We ran upstairs, grabbed both our children who were, I think, four and six at the time. And it was about three in the morning here in Canada in in, um, just early spring. So it was still snow outside for us and, and cold. But anyways, we grabbed our kids and we ran outside and, you know, thinking that my husband or one of us could go back in and get some of the necessities maybe that we needed. But as it turned out, there was no time for that. He tried to go back in to at least even get car keys or something. And he came back out and his face was black and there was just no way of getting back into into the house. So we literally went upon reflection. We literally thought there must have been about a 30 to 40 second time frame there from the time I realized what was happening to the time we got out of the house. So that's how quickly uh, something very terrible could have happened. And for me, as time has gone by, even though we lost everything in that house fire, obviously we all of us were okay and the two dogs that we had obviously were okay. And it could be said that, you know, why maybe didn't he wake us up earlier or whatever the case may be. And the way I look at it is, and what I've understood from it is that I think it was just his mission at that point to make yeah. sure that we could continue on our journey and that the, the material things just weren't part of that contract and just weren't that important. And in fact, I grew and learned so much from that about 
letting go and about being in the moment and about not hanging on to, even though there were things, of course, that were very sentimental that I wanted to have and share with my kids and all of that. I had to let that go. That was the hard part for me. The easy part was the stuff that you can replace. Who cares? But I did learn something. It was almost very freeing to me because I I learned how to sort of just live in the moment and let go. And I, I think that in that situation, that was Caleb's role. He wasn't there to save our stuff. He was just there to save us and to teach us something about, you know, being appreciative of life in any any given moment. And we certainly learned that as a family. So that was awesome. Oh, that's amazing. What an amazing story. But that is truly telepathic, isn't it? Absolutely. Because like I said, you know, it's certainly a way for a dog just to bark and wake everybody up that could have happened that way, right? So it was the unusual way. And I mean, I've had telepathic communication on occasion with Caleb before, but it's that unusual way where it, it really wakes you up to look at it and realize there's something very profound going on here. There's something that you're meant to take away from this that is of a deeper learning so yep. it's it's not a coincidence. It's not just you know a natural happening. It's almost it's something exactly that supernatural in a way. And so it makes you take notice. And I think yeah. that that's why he chose to do it in that way in that moment. Yeah, and it isn't supernatural. It's actually just natural. We as a race, we've had intuition and and our spiritual beliefs knocked out of us by by society. And we've yeah, lost exactly. touch with ourselves and the animals in our soul-connected relationships particularly bring back us to normality for where we should be. Now, Sanjay, tell us your story. Sure, I have a few and I'll be very quick though. There was the reincarnation story, of course, with uh, Cleo coming back. And uh, I received signs and I know, Deanna, you have this also in your document too. And Coco, you were sharing that with me and I appreciate that. Brent, you're familiar with this and other viewers of yours might be as well, that uh, the signs can tell you, external signs. And that's actually what happened in my case. I had a newspaper that I had a sudden intuition and nudge and it'll, it'll interrupt your thought patterns many times. So you literally can't get it wrong if you heed the call and it'll be this nudging that'll kind of, uh, it may be different for certain people, but in my case, it just, I had to pick up the newspaper. And you just get this telepathic feeling in your head? Yes. It just came. I needed to pick up the newspaper and that was the picture of Scooby-Doo saying in time by Halloween. It is early in September that I received this. And the thing you have to be, what I noticed was I had to get rid of doubt. Because I was going to go to a seminar and um, attend a seminar in California, and I was thinking I was going to be in a hotel room. And I'm like, good luck. Uh, I said, good luck, universe. <laughs> so, because I, I mean, I'm thinking, what? You, I mean, how's that going to? What is a dog going to walk up to my hotel room? And so I kind of laughed and I said, yeah. I said, okay, this is. But I knew there was something about it. Scooby Doo's eyes were shining, and it was unbelievable. And. One thing I hadn't told you before, Brent, in that same basket, then a week or two later, there was a, a newspaper clipping that said Angel Air. And there was a piece of paper, and I said, who did this? And uh, what was scary was, as I had walked in to dump my tray, you know, just to throw it in the trash, there was nothing in that basket before that symbol was put in the newspaper basket. And that I didn't share with anybody before. And so I just, that was before the trip, and then I went to the trip, and as you know, what ended up happening was I got a phone call on October 30th. I first was a text and then a phone call about a mysterious black dog <laughs> that showed up. And so you just hear this in your head. Oh, well, I got the actual confirmation. Right, but I'm saying when you got the confirmation, but telepathically you were guided in your head to yes. look at these things. Yes, yeah. and you can't get it wrong. 
As long as you're in the state of flow and you're, getting, you're in the absence of doubt, you can't get it wrong because, see, you don't know at your conscious level how things are going to play out, how the universe, because the universe's vision, right, is much well, Unless greater. you're like Diana and you're staring at a wall of fire. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> she could have been a crispy critter. <laughs> I would love to have something as cool as her experience minus the fire. <laughs> I mean, that was a life or death situation, and that was very major, and, you know, obviously the communication there was much grander. In this case, the dog was letting me know that she was coming back, and I just was amazed with how she did. And she did it through a psychic friend, and the psychic friend had a voice, an authoritative voice that said for her to call me. So it's all orchestrated together. If we recognize that we're one, that's where we go into that time and space, right, where it's just one, then anything's possible. Then with no doubt, it was amazing. So I picked the dog up. As you know, there were a bunch of other signs that led me to her. But it was the most amazing experience. And then real quickly, just as you know, I went to Hawaii. I was on the big island and uh, I was at a ranch and three dogs stopped what they were doing, turned around and came up to me. And everyone saw that. I have no idea what that was about. I looked at them and I said, boy, you guys are beautiful. I just looked at them from behind. They're walking. They're away. You know what I mean? I said, you guys are very cute dogs. They stopped what they were doing. <laughs> and they came back. And my stepmom says, and she told me later on at dinner, she said, I saw that. I saw that. That was, you had, there's something else going on there. It wasn't anything that I, I didn't say anything. I didn't, I just looked at them, felt an intense love and energy. And I didn't yeah. even, I wasn't even aware that that was, you know, going on. And they turned around, stopped what they were doing and came up to me and sat let me pet them, and they just looked at my eyes. That's it was sort amazing. Of a, that's sort of telepathic in itself. If they were just turning around and you speaking with <laughs> yeah, them, because yeah. <laughs> I Absolutely. would love to have that uh, impact with the ladies, though. But uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're some pets working on it. <laughs> you got to hug one or the other. Sometimes both <laughs> is better, but at, uh, when one's not there, we'll have to take what's left. So. <laughs> Well, we thank you, Sanjay. We know you have a huge schedule today. We'll be having you back again, and we'll take a little break with our sponsors and go forward with, uh, is this telepathic or just in your head? Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are here for you. We're trying to make 
life with your pets even better. I know that's hard to believe. It can't even be better than it is, and hopefully it's fantastic already. The goal here is to answer your questions, help you out with your problems, anything you really wanted to know, but maybe you were afraid to ask your veterinarian, or maybe it was just too expensive to go to your veterinarian just to ask a few simple things. So that's what you got me for here at uh, Pet Life Radio. Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Call in. We'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back and Cuckoo, is it your pet talking to you or Diana, is it just wishful thinking? Yeah, well, it's, it's a really good subject and it's a good question because sometimes I communicate with, oh, actually, I communicate with my dogs on a daily basis and my cats. Are, um, you, one those, are you one of those people? Yes, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I talk telepathically, but I also talk out loud. And I'm sure oh, if there you're was definitely some... one of those people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I live on a big property by myself in a in a ranch style house, and I'm sure if somebody came up to the door and could hear me talking to the animals, they'd think I was nuts. But my animals do talk back, and quite often I know that they are actually communicating with me when I'm when I'm in the right clear state of mind I can actually hear conversations and and see pictures and since my whole journey started after Joey's death I also for quite a while was communicating with my chickens until they got taken by foxes but now I have an abundance of bird life in my yard and I talk to them I thank them for coming to visit I thank my cats and dogs every single day for being my life and talking about that, Deanna, who is with us today, had a, an example of telecommunication with her dog, Caleb, before he passed away, announcing when his last day on earth was. So, Deanna, would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. That one might make me cry, so we'll see how I get through it. Yeah, he, again, for me, definitely had a day-to-day communication, but I think that felt more sort of organic in terms of just sort of reading them and knowing them. But these profound moments, like the fire one, and then this one, again, was like in the middle of the night. And I woke up to him, to just his face again, near my face, uh, not making a sound, just looking at me with sort of that otherworldly kind of gaze, just looking right into me. And so uh, when I'm sleepy, and that's usually when he would impart these really sort of deep, meaningful things. And this was one of those times. Okay, now for people who are listening to the show, can you explain to them why in that sleepy pre-sleep state or just waking up state, why you have more clarification so people understand that that is a window of time that you do have a form of clarity, that and when you're in nature. Right. Well, I think for me, the way that I would explain it is that you're not preoccupied. You don't have other thoughts going on. You're not sort of even fully there in the physical world. You've almost got like one step you know, in the spiritual world and one foot in the physical world. And so you're sort of halfway in between the two realms kind of thing. And so it's easier to hear in the clarity. And I think for me, it was being totally relaxed and something that that Sanjay said earlier as well, uh, which I thought was really important as well, is not having any doubts or not having, just sort of being in a very peaceful, relaxed state. Do you know when the easiest time to talk to the other side is? Early morning. Very early mornings. I don't know. Coco, you want to give it a run? 
my experience has just has been when your head is clear, your heart is clear, and there's no, you're not emotional either way, that you're well, in a solid state. Okay, well, both of you are correct, but I was referring to there is literally a time, especially in the United States, from 11 o'clock at night until 5 a.m. in the morning is the time in the United States on the East Coast where there is less electromagnetic energy. And even when there is a full moon, there is a stronger electromagnetic energy between the veils. The reason being is most things shut down. Think machines, computers, and by around 11 o'clock and don't start up until about 5 a.m. in the morning. And so you have less electromagnetic interference in that time so that you do have clarity of listening. Yeah. So different countries, you have to figure that out. How many of you get messages in the shower? Yeah. Well, that's because the water cleanses the electromagnetics of the junk. And a lot of times you have pure thoughts and you do have good telepathic connection with your guides or with whomever you're trying to communicate while you're in the shower. Wow, that totally makes sense. That's great. Okay, so now here's the thing. How do you know that heart feeling is really words or if it's a knowing? Where does it become, is it real or is it just, maybe it's a feeling? Hmm. What's the key? Oh, I see. That's, that's a question for Brent. Okay, well, let's go with a little ding, ding, ding here. Doubt is one of the first things. Mm-hmm. If you don't pretty much doubt it, you're listening to your own intuition because a lot of people think, okay, I'm not sure if this is correct or not. Here's something that's critical to remember. If you believe it and it's wrong, the universe will auto-correct you. Now, if you're an animal communicator and you're altering the message or you're saying something that you're really not getting and you're putting in words and filling out need-to-be's and creating a false little connection that you really don't have, that's dangerous, that's not helpful, and that's not a good thing to do. But if you're talking with your own pet, and there's some people that don't want to talk with their pets all the time. They just want to connect with them. But if you're like Coco and you walk around and you're talking to them all the time, We're going to keep her on a short leash and in a small cage. But if you're doing that all the time, then that's one thing. If you're accessing them off and on, always be sure to ask them, do you have permission to talk to them at that time? It's like a human. They might be doing something else. And right then, they don't want to talk to you. So that can mess up your connection. And you might be using your head to fill in stuff that's really not there. And the other big enemy is an expectation. Yes. Now, because when you woke up and Caleb was staring at you, you weren't going, well, I expect him to say something. You weren't. You were just going, ooh, what does this mean? So without it, the best thing you can do is go in with no expectations because if you go in with that expectation energy, you are already clouding and shrouding the clarity of any information you're going to get. And if you filter it by saying, well, this is what I want to hear. I know it's not my head. It's what I want to hear. And that's what they're telling me. The very fact that you're saying it that way pretty much means it's not what you want to hear. And it's not them talking to you. I think that's why, for in my case, too, when I was sort of at night in the sleepier times, if he would wake me up in that way, I didn't really have time to think about it. 
Right. Just, there was just that, you know, moment where there was no thought. There was just whatever it was he was trying to impart to me. And in, in that particular instance, it was, you know, he was basically, I think I heard the words or at least somehow I knew that he was telling me this is my last day. And I remember, you know, just breaking out in tears and bawling for I don't know how long until I, you know, I got tired again and I fell asleep with him in my arms. And then we woke up the next day and it was like, at that point, I almost had not forgotten, but it was like, was that surreal? Was that a dream? Did that really happen? But then as the day kind of went on, I realized that, you know, he was not well. And it, and I think, Brent, you talk about this, about sometimes when an animal is ready to go, they start withdrawing from you. Yes. And that's usually, let me add that, that's usually for those of you who are listening, is usually between a 24 and 48 hour period. Exactly. And that, at the time, I didn't understand that completely other than it then reminded me of what had happened the night before. And I sort of put two and two together and realized, because he was, because he was withdrawing and we had such a close connection, that was difficult in and of itself. Although I was with him, I got to spend the day with him. I didn't go to work that day knowing this was about to happen and I got to be with him at his last breath and it was interesting because he wanted to be outside and another sort of sign that he gave me is that when he it was a still late spring day so it was really nice out and there was there's no wind but then when he took his last breath there was this gust of wind that just swirled up around him and I took that as a sign it felt to me as if that was him saying I'm free now. He's free out of his aging body, and he and he was happy, and he was okay. It was a bittersweet, obviously. It was a beautiful moment. I appreciate and love the fact that he let me know so that I could be somewhat prepared and, and be with him, and be determined to be with him, although it's obviously never easy to leave. But yeah, so for me, that's sort of the way that it was always easiest for me was when I just had nothing else distracting me and I didn't have time to sort of second guess. But I think what you were saying earlier, Brent, is so true that when you know, it's almost indescribable. You just know. It's in your heart. You hear it. You feel it. And that's your confirmation. Well, I think telepathically, one of the situations that I had was my dog was 17 and a half and I knew he was going to pass and I was very tired. And I said to him, promise me if you're going to pass that you'll let me know. And I rolled over and I laid, he was laying on the bed beside me. I had him stretched out beside me and I rolled over and I said, God, look after friend because I'm so exhausted. I have to sleep because prior I had been staying up with him day in, day out for weeks on end. And just, you know, catnapping half an hour here, half an hour. But my body had just had all it would take. And so I said, God, you have to handle this. And I remember at 444, and I'm likening this to the wind that you were talking about. At 444 in the morning, I just sat bolt upright in bed. I have no idea why, other than now I know why. I sat bolt upright in bed, and I looked over at friend, and he looked at me, and he drew his last breath. And I just just sat there and I got quiet. And inside myself, I said, thank you for keeping your promise and letting me be there when you crossed over. And then I looked up 444 in Doreen Virtue's book called Healing with the Angels, where she has the number sequences and what they mean. And 444 is the time when the most angels come to earth. Wow. So I took that as a sign that the angels had come to pick up friend. And when you said that about the wind, it's sort of like the angels had come to pick up Caleb. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That is, that is. You're making me cry. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I didn't do well, and I literally, as uh, terrible as it is to say, I looked at Fran and I said, thank you, and then I went back to sleep because I just couldn't 
I knew mm-hmm. he had passed. I was exhausted, and I just went back to sleep, but it was peaceful sleep. And I woke up in the morning and, you know, took care of him and mm-hmm. did what I had to do. But I just feel that that telepathic thing is just like you said, when you woke up, there's Caleb staring in your face, and I'm just sound asleep, and I literally sat bolt upright. And I just knew to look at friend, and he just looked at me and then drew that breath, and I just went, ooh. And back then, I like you, I wasn't doing any of this telepathic stuff. But inside yeah. my heart, I knew. Exactly. It's their passing that teaches you that you've known it all along. You know, you've been doing it all along, but, you know, they pass and you learn, and that learning just opens up this entire world. It's just amazing. You've made well, me cry again, Brent, so I'll go, I'm just going to go on mute for a minute. Okay, well, while we're doing that, we'll let our sponsors have their way. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Brandy Stark, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. It's been interesting today to hear that pets without a word can telepathically talk to you, unless you just walk around the house like Coco does and talk to everybody all the time. But, <laughs> but one of the things that's most important that Sanjay pointed out is releasing the doubt. And if you're beginning to do this and you're not in a particular animal communication class, but you're just allowing the animal telepathy to flow through you, choosing quiet times and meditative times and times in the shower or out in nature are good venues to begin practicing hearing with your heart and not with your educated senses. Deanna, do you have any other ideas or suggestions that someone who is wanting to learn how to hear, albeit not in a class, to begin heightening their awareness of communicating and connecting with their pets? 
Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And I think sometimes, too, for me and my journey, uh, often looking back at the relationship and the experiences I had with my pets, I become clearer and I realize things that maybe I didn't fully realize at the time when they were speaking or what they were saying. And sometimes it's after the fact or whether it's days or years later that we can see things. So maybe something that people can do is just sit and reflect and think about different scenarios that they've had with their pets where they maybe thought they were being communicated with and meditate on that a little bit or just reflect on that. And I bet you more information will come and it'll become clear, you know, the belief and the confidence that you have that you can take it even further. Well, I'm going to actually focus on the other side of that when, um, People have, as you said, Brent, expectations and wishful thinking, how to clarify the difference between what is real communication and what is wishful thinking and something you have to focus on. And a lot of people, members and non-members of our group, assume that they are communicating with their animals because they're hearing in their heads what they want to hear and what they want to believe. And knowing the difference between wishful thinking and true communication is something that you have to really know the difference. The knowing is the fact that you have no expectations. If somebody is setting up and saying, well, this is exactly what so-and-so is saying, then right there you already have an indication that they have tainted the clarity of the information they're receiving by putting their filters on it. Yeah. And it's more about, you know, when somebody says, well, I want to talk to my pet. Well, this is what they're saying. Probably it isn't. It's more when you're relaxed and you hear something. That's more a pure communication. Mm-hmm. But every, And someone asked, I did an evening last night with a group, and one of the questions was, does everybody have intuitive powers? And my answer mm-hmm. to that is no. And most people would say yes, and here's why I'm going to say no. Souls come on earth to evolve. And part of the evolution is learning and growing on your journey. And some souls are young souls, and those young souls don't have the intuitive abilities that medium or old souls have. So therefore, I don't think it's always possible, which goes and flies into the face of a lot of people who say, well, everybody can do it. I think everybody can do it at some incarnation on their soul's path. But I don't believe everybody can do it in this particular incarnation because of the level of growth of their soul awakening and remembering comes only to a level where you are able to hear without an expectation or able to hear without a filter. But when you come into it with, I got to talk to them, I must talk to them, I know it's hearing them, then right there you've already tainted the clarity of the receivership antenna. I think that's something people should consider. Yeah, I I do too. Particularly those who sit in a a very artificial environment who, you know, like surrounded by computers and noise and they're in an uncomfortable situation and they're in grief because they've lost their pet and they're trying to communicate. And because they're so desperate, the desperation leads them to the wishful thinking. And And the um, desperation is also what damages and deteriorates any clarity of messaging or telepathy. Yeah. Yes. I think that the first thing you have to do is address the grief if we're talking about communicating with pet loss. And once you have the 
grief and you assuage it, smooth it out like a meringue topping and now it's a smooth topping instead of a rocky road, it's a smooth asphalt. Once you get that smoothness there, then you have a clarity of listening. It's not through anger. It's not through grief. It's not through a I've yeah. got to and I have to. And I think the greatest thing you can do is not have the doubt, but I think the second greatest attribute is having no expectations. And that doesn't mean you don't care. It means that you care enough to release everything and trust that whether what you get or what you don't get is the end result. And if you don't get anything, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you get a whole good flow, then that's a blessing. No expectation makes you a clear conduit and a clear receiver instead of having mold all over your antenna. Well, we thank everyone for listening today about is it in your head or did you really talk to your pet? And we hope that you'll join us again on Pet Life Radio and our Alive Again series where we answer your questions. We invite you over to our group, Facebook, Animal Life After Death, and hope that you'll come ask your heart's questions there. The group is listed right above our podcast, and we have a whole bunch of podcasts that you can hear all the time. Come to our website, www.brentatwater.com. Look at our books, Animal Reincarnation or Animal Life After Death. And we've got so many resources from videos to poems to our blog, www.petreincarnationblogspot.com. Pretty much we can answer your questions, and all of the people on our shows are there for you to help heal your heart. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye-bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.